Welcome to the PayEvil podcast by Payment Evolution, Canada's largest and most loved cloud payroll solution. Yes, we pay people, but we're so much more than payroll. Our mission is to empower small businesses across Canada, just like yours. So tune into this podcast and let's talk all things startup, growth, scaling, and more. Hello, everyone. This is Juliana with Payment Evolution. I'm very, very happy to be hosting the PayEvo podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're talking about what you should know about payroll for 2021. We're doing this because in our general market research that we do on a daily basis, this is one of the top payroll topics that is being entered into Google right now. So we want to make sure that you're prepared. We want to make sure that you've got everything you need. And on that note, I've got a bit of a pro as my guest today, Andrea. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So this is our second podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because I I see your lovely face all the time. It's hard for me to remember when we're just uh, talking for ourselves and when we're sharing it with the world. Um, but yeah, really happy to have you here. Um, for folks who may not know you off the top of their heads, who are you at Payment Evolution and and why are you my guest today? Um, who am I? Wow. Um, <laughs> that's a loaded question. All right. I am uh, officially the director of customer success at Payment Evolution. I've been working there for about six years. I am also a PCP, which is a payroll compliance practitioner certified with the Canadian Payroll Association. And I have been for the last, uh, I think, two and a half years. Um, I came from a non-payroll background and I'm a numbers nerd, so I kind of fell in love with all the things that are payroll. And when you say director of customer success, this is this is interesting because I think, um, you know, we all use different words nowadays to talk about these things. So customer success, some people might say customer support, but is it, are we talking like tech support? Or are we talking payroll support? Uh, you know, what really is that area of expertise for your team? Great question. So our, um, our customer success team does a lot. So we have a group of people that we do software support. Uh, we have payroll specialists on staff, not just me. We have other ones. Um, we do uh, compliance, legislative, like legislative compliance research. Um, we make sure that the software meets those legislative compliance issues. Uh, we do inside sales. Um, so sometimes one of the things that um, success means to us is it's not just about, you know, here, we'll tell you how to do this in the program. It's not just about that. Sometimes people need a little bit more and recognizing those needs and saying, hey, we have a product for that or we have a service for that. Did you know? And, you know, one of the cool things about um, this inside sales thing is that we don't, we're not salesy people. I am definitely not a salesperson, but um, I get just the most amazing feedback from clients when we say, hey, have you tried this? Or did you know about this service that we mm. offer? And they discover it and they're like, this is the best thing I ever heard. And <laughs> I didn't even know about it. And I'm so glad you told me. And yeah. so it really, um, the goal in customer success is to make sure that a customer succeeds from all aspects, that the tool is easy to use, we help them use it, we provide um, expert advice if they need it, and we also make sure that it's it's compliant. Mm -hmm. And that they have the right tools if they're not currently using them all. Um, as a small business owner myself, and I've, I've run payroll, not with Payevo at the time, though I'm using Payevo now, um, I can say that 
I think the biggest problem for me with payroll was just not knowing what I didn't know. Um, so that's that's a, a really great, um, you know, it's not sales if you're actually helping. <laughs> you know, <laughs> If someone has a need and you're meeting that need, that's not sales. That, that's like legitimately helping. So yeah, um, yeah I think that's a, a great little element to the role. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, and you know what, when we, when we train staff members um, and team members on what we do in this role, we never call it sales. We always call it helping because that's what we do. We're helpers, we're problem solvers, and mm. you know, it might be a product or service. It might be a here, click this button. Um, but whatever it is, we're solving problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it, and uh, I hope people get a, a small hint by the end of this uh, this podcast today of how passionate you are about this because I've been able to witness it, and it's uh, it's actually really cool. Like you actually get me excited about payroll, and and I was <laughs> someone who dreaded running payroll, so yeah, it's great. <laughs> I, I love converting people like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Here we are. We're in 2020. It is. It's been a crazy year. Global pandemic. COVID. How, how is that playing into payroll? Has there been an effect? And if so, what is that effect on payroll specifically? Yeah. Yeah. It's been massive. Um, You know, first and foremost, with all the things that changed when, um, when companies had to shut down, I mean, we had a, we had almost a nationwide lockdown and certainly in Ontario, we had a full on lockdown um, back in March and April. And, you know, people had to shift what they were doing. They had to lay people off. They, some people had to hire more people to um, build their websites because they weren't prepared to not do in-person. So um, things like records of employment were needed for those layoffs and things for like, I've never hired somebody before. How do I do that? Are they a contractor? Are they an employee? Mm. Um, All of those things came into play. Then on top of that, we had government programs. So we had the temporary wage subsidy, which was the 10% that um, the Canadian government just lets you hold back from the amount that you would send in for your regular tax remittances. And then there was the Canada emergency wage subsidy, which was the 75%. And there was all of these changes. And one of the craziest things that for every single one of these things, they happen so fast. Yes. That requirement for a turnover that fast is unheard of. Um, we, at least in, in this industry and what we've experienced so far, this doesn't happen. You know, when we're, uh, when we built some of the products that went with the, um, the temporary wage subsidy, the Canada, Canada emergency wage subsidy, um, we essentially built them, tested them, and launched them within a weekend. Now, mm. typically, these are massive reports too. Yeah. So tell me, for, I'm going to interrupt for a second. Yeah. What What did you? What was built? What did What did Payment Evolution do to adapt for the wage subsidy, for example? So uh, there, there was two, there's two wage subsidies. There's the 10% and the 75%. For the 10%, uh, we built it in for people that we were doing their remittances for them. We built it in that we would just simply not take 10%. And we had the max amounts built in. Like there was all these, you know, differentials that could have happened. We had all those amounts built into the actual calculation. And so instead of us, you know, if somebody's remittances normally were a thousand dollars, we only took 900 and left them with a hundred. That was the 10%. They got it immediately. Sorry, I I got to quickly ask, like, did you get a, a, a lot of like, oh my God, I love you guys because 
companies were going into a period of cash flow issues, right? So to not take that money out of their account, I, I imagine that must have been huge. It was huge. And, you know, we got so many thank yous for doing oh, this. Um, yeah. And, you know, I know that uh, we were, we were, I think, the first, if not one of the first uh, payroll service providers that were able to turn this over um, because it it was, I, I think it was announced and confirmed on a Thursday and we had it for the following Monday. And again, in when you're talking about product development, that type of turnaround is unheard of. Um, yeah. you know, it was a group of us working mm. throughout the entire weekend, testing and retrying and, you know, the developers are fixing the code. And um, yeah. so it was, it was a huge feat. And then, you, you know, with the Canada emergency wage subsidy, yeah. 75%, we built the reports because you can't actually report from within payroll because payroll doesn't hold back the money, but mm. we have the data and, um, we looked at what it was going to take to use the current reports that we had for a user to compile the data, and it was too much. And we went to our developers and we said, we can't do this like this. Mm -hmm. It's not it, it's not helping businesses. We are a company that's here to help businesses, and we're not helping them right now because it's going to take them three different reports to try and compile the information that they need. Let's wow. build one. And again, we turned it over in a weekend. Um, and, then, and then they changed it. And we had yeah. to turn that over the weekend too. So, yeah. um, it's been a lot going on for for payroll and uh, this year. And yeah, for um, sure. So how about um, so with with the wage subsidies? Um, that's been a very specific thing. Have other regulations and laws changed that impact payroll specifically? Um, there's not much that has changed um, that's impacting payroll. Uh, you know, so EHT in Ontario, um, the exemption changed. Um, so bigger employers, so on, EHT is employer health tax. So in Ontario, larger employers fund our uh, health service program. And um, the, the amount that, uh, that they're exempted before they start paying in, that went up. Um, there are a few other small changes. I know for businesses, there was a, a period of time that GST and HST payments were deferred. Um, there were some things like that, but those, what we talked about really were the biggest things and, you know, and, and, but everybody was scrambling. I think that's the, the biggest thing and not just us to build stuff, but businesses who are laying people off and hiring new people and trying to reconfigure how they're going to do this. Yes. Um, so it was, it was enough. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. So a few things are coming to mind. One of them, it, yes, you mentioned, you mentioned layoffs. There was definitely quite a bit of, I won't call it full on turnover because a lot of these were temporary. Most of these, I think were temporary layoffs. What, what impact was there from a payroll perspective? Is there something that, um, that as an employer, I should be looking for in my payroll provider that, uh, that could help me in a situation like that? Yeah, I know. I don't think any of us ever prepared for a global no. pandemic. I think that this is, you know, these are once in a hundred years and uh, it's um, it's not something that we prepared for. But at the same time, I, I like I kind of go with the philosophy that I look at in almost everything I do is um, if you need something, is it going to be available to you is really the thing that I, I kind of look at. So, you know, if you're choosing a payroll service provider, 
are ROEs included or are you paying extra for them? Um, what kind of support do you have? Uh, I think support, and not just because I run the customer success department, I think support is one of the most critical time savers. Yes. I, don't, I, I look at it as a time saver because anytime you don't get support and you have to do your own research, you are wasting valuable time. Um, totally. Talk and, about a rabbit hole. Like if yeah. you're not a, a payroll expert, you're not, it's not a quick Google search. You know? No, yeah. it is not. And so, you know, kind of knowing what you, what you're getting out of your, out of your service. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, okay, you may never need that support and you may never need, uh, to, to, you know, lay off an employee, but if you do, do you have the resources available to you? And, you know, one of the things, I mean, we, um, that first, I think, four weeks um, when everybody went into lockdown kind of across Canada, we extended our support hours. Um, We had somebody available um, nine to five across Canada. So, you know, eight in the morning until eight at night. Um, We made, we we took rotating shifts and we all just pitched in and, you know, um, before we, you know, before we even had to go there, we had our group of, um, both all of our front-facing team members, mm-hmm. sales, support, everybody jumped in to help awesome. because we knew how important it was to make sure that the you know the clients that we that we love and care for are are being taken care of. And I even had um, you know within I think two days, I told everybody we're coming in an hour early the next day. And I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about ROEs, all the special cases, all the ins and outs, all the troubleshooting. We recorded it so that they could go back and research it. And this way, any single person on our front-facing team could pick up the phone and help because yeah. that's what we wanted to do. It is such a, a great feeling to be able to help, but um, I wanted to make sure that they were prepared and every totally. single person was. So um, yeah. having that program that's going to have your back no matter what you need totally is critical mm-hmm. um, so a few things stand out for me there um, one of them is you you when you're looking at the features and benefits for a payroll provider or really any product they someone can say we've got your back and I'm sure that that text is on millions of websites but you know really I, this is kind of hard to measure. It's not a perfect checkbox on a feature list. Um, and I would just personally say, look at social proof, like look at the reviews, um, you know, look at um, how how the users that are using a payroll provider's service um, talk about that service. Because these are things like if you're stretching and you need your provider to stretch with you, you you can't change you can't jump ship and and grab onto somebody else in the midst of a crisis um and you can't necessarily know because you don't have the experience when you're starting from scratch but your peers do Mm -hmm. (laughs) so definitely look at reviews that's just so darn huge um the second thing that comes to mind is you know you talk about all the special cases um it makes sense that there are special cases with ROEs as there are with everything else, you know, records of employment. When someone's let go, you need to create the record of employment. But suddenly what were anomalies became everyday issues because the because of the scale, I guess, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And um, 
going back to your your previous point about you know looking at the reviews I, I I'm you know side note I am I own two small businesses in addition to working at Payevo and um, I actually make myself a list of what I need and when I'm looking for a software for something when I'm looking for a product I make myself a list of what I need and then I make myself a list of everything I don't need and I really look at that don't need list and say might I need it and if I might need it I typically put it on my need list and like it might not be a deal breaker mm-hmm but I might say mm, what if that happens and I actually need that I'm really going to be happy that I have it mm-hmm. and insurance. Mm-hmm. and yeah it's like mm-hmm. insurance and so you know along with reading what your peers say really evaluate your needs yeah and and you know and what you expect to get out of a program yeah I really love that because I think it's it's like comparing apples and oranges when you take the feature list of one provider and try and compare it to another's but if you take those features and decide which ones are actually important to you uh, suddenly you can compare apples to apples you know yeah. it becomes a, a quick spreadsheet and and you can make a very informed decision yeah um, so that's that's like like we said at the beginning of this conversation 2020 has been interesting 2021 I think it's fair to say that we should prepare for the unexpected. What should we be looking at heading into 2021? You know, you're administering payroll, whether you're a payroll administrator and that's your dedicated job, whether you are a generalist that's doing a bunch of office work, whether you are the owner operator and you're running payroll, what what do you need to look at? What do you need to be aware of prep for all of that? Um, you know, as of right now, there's not major changes. So that is actually good news. Um, going into 2021, there's not major changes as to the things that are a little bit different from 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've never run payroll before, tax tables change every year. Um, what's a tax table? What's a tax table? <laughs> yeah. So, um, there are four taxes that an employee pays on that that gets taken off their paycheck. So their CPP, that's our Canada pension plan. We get that when we're uh, over 65. Um, There's EI, that's employment insurance, really important when you get laid off because that's what pays you back. So you pay into it, so you get it back um, when you're laid off. And then there's federal and provincial tax. Now, the rates for CPP and EI change every year the uh, maximum amounts because you pay only up to a certain amount every year those change and also the tax tables that's just your basic income tax and it's based on how much you make over the course of a year somebody who makes fifty thousand dollars a year is going to be taxed in a lower tax bracket than somebody who makes a hundred thousand dollars a year Mm -hmm. and so you know if you're making the same amount year over year um what actually ends up happening is that your first pay in the following year, you might notice that your pay slip is different and that's because the tax tables have changed. And yeah. so there's usually a slight differential in the income taxes. It's the income taxes is usually not the biggest one, um, but CPP and EI are changing, you know, will change every year. And so those mm-hmm. amounts, so you might go, wait, I'm making less this year. And, um, 
you know, I would say going, and, and this is not my expert advice, opinion, this is a, a, a guess, but um, based on how much money the government is putting out to mm-hmm. help, you know, people and small businesses, yeah. I have a feeling our taxes are going to go up for the next 20 years. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that that's fair. I, I've heard a lot of folks talk about that. Um, and we're in that... I'm going to say you and I are young enough that we're in that that age group where paying taxes still um, still feels a little a little like a, a little pang of pain, right? <laughs> As opposed to um, just being so darn used to it that you know you don't even bother looking at the gross number. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So here, so here we are. Taxes may go up from an employer perspective. They will. <laughs> this happens every year, right? Yes. Like the tax tables update? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so the tax tables change every year. Uh-huh. Um, you know, sometimes they go down uh, with, um, with like particularly CPP and EI, there was a change a few years ago that they came down um, and now they're moving back up. Um, yeah. So like it, it's, a, it's a matter of knowing what the, the new rates are going to be. But the cool part is, is if you're just a, if you're just a business owner and you don't really care, make sure you have a good payroll service provider because they're going to deal with all those changes for you. And all you have to know is that when you're getting paid less this year that you go, oh, because the tax tables changed and oh, tax tables are the amount that you're, you pay, you know, that you pay in tax and they go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's just sometimes a simple answer can go a long way. Confusion is a terrible thing to to have to navigate. Um, so uh, employers, you mentioned, you know, if you have a good payroll provider that stays on top of this, you're, you're good. Um, it sounds incredible to me. Like we, we at Payment Evolution offer payroll. That's our fa- flagship product. We have other products as well. But it, it's kind of baffling to me. It's amazing that the work that we're doing to update the tax tables to make sure that all the calculations are perfected. If you don't have a pay- payroll provider that is taking care of that for you, or if you're using spreadsheets, you're literally doing the work that a, that a company, a department is devoted to for just your one organization. Yeah, yeah, and you know, again, we can go back to the time conversation mm-hmm. um, because it, especially if you're doing spreadsheets if you're doing this manually why are you wasting time on it it really is i mean you know how easy it is um because when you had to set up you know your payroll for your small business and you called me and you said oh my gosh how do i do this and i walked you through it and it took us what 10 minutes to get you set up and running your first payroll not even um um, yeah Yeah. like and then that was the full setup like we did everything Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, how much time would you have wasted every single time you had to run payroll? You know, I think you set up weekly and then you, you ended up changing it to bi-weekly if I'm not mistaken, but, um, you know, every single time, if you had to do the spreadsheet and, and, and employees, so the rate was changing every time it was salaried. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a little bit less work, but are Mm -hmm. you checking when they're maxing out? And are you providing the legislative requirements, things like pay slips? Because a mm. printout of a spreadsheet is not legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's. Uh, I feel like that's a whole um, interview in and of itself. Like, what are the disparities between <laughs> between um, like a a, a fully robust 
thorough system that runs payroll versus um, doing it manually. And I, I have to, I just quickly pulled up on my other screen here. We did a, like, the, I'm just going to say attention accountants because this goes for you too. Just because you're an accountant or a bookkeeper and you know, this is your world, you play in numbers, doesn't mean you should be doing this stuff. It doesn't mean you should be spending your time there. We have a, uh, a case study, one of our uh, accountant partners, um, Rupesh from Kapadia, um, he has an accounting company. When we did our case study, we determined that payroll with payment evolution was 83% faster than the manual system that they were using. And so, you know, is that where you should be spending your time? I, I, I think, there are a lot more valuable things you can be offering as an accountant. People do need your help um, and we can take care of that grunt work. I call it grunt work. You know, the, the stuff that you just, it has to be done. You know, <laughs> uh, we can take care of that for you. I love, I'm going to stop now talking and just call out for those who are listening audio. I'm sorry you can't see this, but there, there's a cat on screen <laughs> and, the, and the cat wants in. <laughs> It, she's a kitten and she's all over the place. They, it, there, there is a reason that they call the little pointer on your screen a mouse because some days I can't get anything done. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. That's actually a good point. I never thought about the origin of that. Nor did I. Until I <laughs> um, okay, so you're, you may have been laid off. Um, your taxes might be adjusted up and as an employee, you are, you know, making less. And you're also working from home, so your expenses have gone up. Is there anything employees should know um, yeah. about about the way that that shift? Yeah. Um, so I I think it's fantastic how many companies were able to shift to work from home. Um, you know, in a matter of a day, a minute, a week, whatever it took. Um, and the ones that figured it out. You know, they laid people off and then they brought them back because they figured it out. They got their stuff going. So kudos to all the businesses that did this, um, because if you weren't ready for it, it's it was hard. But there's something really cool that um, your employees can do because all of a sudden they're paying for things like more Internet and um, their lights are on all day and they're running water during the day where they, as they might not have before. So. Um, there is a program with CRA that allows you to write off a portion of your home expenses um, for however much of your house is being taken up by your work. And um, so there's a formula, and I, I don't have the formula off the top of my head, but you can go and look on the CRA website and um, know that when you fill out your personal income taxes, you can get that percent of each of each of the things that they say you can you know claim your hydro your water your um your internet whatever it is whatever's on yeah. that list yeah. and you can say i get to claim this much back so and basically you're not getting that money back but you're making it so you don't pay tax on those amounts mm -hmm. um so you've paid income tax on those amounts because you paid tax and then you paid your bills yes. um but now those are become tax deductible. So you have this option. So um, in order for employees to get this, mm -hmm. the employer is going to fill out a T2200 is the name of the form. And okay. Yep. And they're going to, um, I think they have to provide a copy to the employees and keep a copy on file. Okay. Um, but this will allow the employees to, you know, go, go to their accountant with that and say, here's all my bills. Yeah, you know, totally. I use ten percent of my house, mm -hmm. and and get some get some goodness out of that. 
For sure. So before the pandemic, um, I, I my anecdotal knowledge of this is that uh, it was mostly salespeople that used T2200, salespeople who didn't have offices in the office. They were sort of traveling all over and they had a home base in their home. Um, so there's those folks who are probably going to be familiar with this, but really this gives a non-business owner the ability to write off expenses related to doing their business or in this case their job without registering a business <laughs> doing business taxes yeah it, it's exactly what it is and and you know it's a it's a small perk that you get from mm -hmm. working from home um because you just have this ability and i think that um you know most people don't work from home or didn't know about it because it just wasn't relevant now we've got yeah a huge chunk of the country working from home and totally. you know it's important if you've had to up your you know service on mm. even your cell phone um yeah. or your your internet again go check the list with cra see what's on there but if you've had to you know if all of a sudden you're paying more mm -hmm. um for stuff that you normally because you you weren't doing those things at home yeah that you now are there there is a, a benefit to you for doing it for sure. And just, I'm going to reposition one thing that you said. You talked about how, you know, with the T2200 form, it's not that you're getting money back, but you're not getting taxed on the money that you're expending to do your job. Um, and that almost sounds like, you know, it's just a, a tiny little uh, difference. But I think when, when I put it this way, it might sound a little more compelling. You don't want to pay tax twice. Who wants to get double taxed? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And if, and you know, it's important that we all pay our taxes, but if the government is saying that you are not required to be taxed twice, then absolutely take advantage of that. That That is going to affect your bottom line as a, as a household. So that's really awesome. Thanks for putting the, the spotlight on that for a moment. Yeah. Um, let's talk, so payroll, 2021 employers preparing for this what are some resources that employers should know about need to know about to be ready for 2021 payroll hmm okay i'm gonna say um go to your experts start there um, or at least know that they're available um and who are they are we talking i, about I am gonna, i'm gonna give you a list okay. <laughs> i love it i love it um cra you know, um, mm -hmm. CRA is always going to read you the legislation, so you might need an interpreter. But um, uh, I, I always, I always like to start there. Uh, I see if you're a bigger organization, so let's say you have 20 employees, 15 to 20 even, and you've got a specific person within your company that runs payroll for you, whether they use a software, whether they're using spreadsheets, um, <laughs> or you know. Uh, whatever they're doing uh, to run your payroll, um, get them a membership to the Canadian Payroll Association. Their information is gold. Gold. Makes sense. Like, talk uh, about a niche, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you have somebody, if you, you know, if you've got a couple of employees and you're a business owner and you're running it, okay, you might not need to go that extent. But if it started, as you start getting bigger, you've got somebody in your company who actually runs your payroll and this is part of their job. Doing some accounting and finances and things like that, get them a membership to the Canadian Payroll Association. Um, it's a yearly fee, totally worth it. The um, the ability to talk to them as experts is um, it it is worth every penny and ten times mm -hmm. more. Um, yeah. You know, I I can call the CRA five times and get five different answers. I call CPA and they get me the right answer. 
Yes. Like, it, it, they interpret the legislation because they were part of writing the legislation. And so mm -hmm. they know what it says and what it means. Um, and sorry, while while both folks might have uh, answers to this, I do want to uh, distinguish C CPA as an organization is the, is the Canadian Payroll Association and ACPA is a certified professional accountant that is an accountant. Is that correct or am I wrong with the acronym? Um, yes, you are correct. Um, there are several there's CPA and CGA and they merged them recently there's okay. for accountants but CPA as an acronym um, mm -hmm. for an organization is the Canadian Payroll Association. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm clear. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know those are kind of your big experts and then you've got your payroll experts so people like the payroll specialists at um, at your payroll service provider. I mentioned that we have a couple, but there's always, you know, like every every payroll company will have payroll specialists. They will have, you know, um, people who are not payroll specialists and then they will have payroll specialists. Talk to them. Um, if you want to call your accountant or your bookkeeper, they're gonna be on top of the legislation. They probably have a, um, a, a to the Canadian Payroll Association, they're going to be the ones who are doing the research for you. If you really like want to read more, go go look at some blogs. Yeah, go see what's available out there. Like we have and recent recent blogs <laughs> because things are changing fast. I noticed that there's a lot of out out of date information. So um, just be careful the date. You might you might find something from 2011 that is an answer to your question and it's no longer relevant. So. Uh, just going to underscore that from my research experience. That is hugely important yeah. advice. Absolutely. I know I wrote a blog uh, for our blog uh, probably um, three or four years ago, and it was explaining payroll taxes and how payroll taxes are calculated. And the data is essentially the same. The numbers are totally different. And um, Remind me, I'll, I, I should update that so that we have it. We have, we have a clean one for I'm 2021. I'm going that's to our, do that. That's our um, goal for, to have a new one for 2021. So we can um, we can at least update it because we get tons of questions about like, how are payroll taxes calculated? Why am I paying this? Why am I paying that? And um, you know, the, the blog was actually really simple and great. And it's explained it if you were in Quebec or not in Quebec mm -hmm. and um, some of the differences. And um, so, uh, up to date really matters. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, fair enough. All right, I probably cut you off in terms of uh, we were talking about resources. Is there more there? Um, no, I would just say like other than you know if you want to do your research, know that if you are using a payroll service provider, they're going to make all the changes that are required for you. Yeah. They're okay. going to go and they're going to make those. Okay, these are the tax tables. This is this. This is the you know exemptions all of those things are typically part of a service package that you get so um if you know if you're not using a payroll service provider take a load off <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right yeah well, that's fair all right how about so the resources was great like i love that um it's as simple as going to google or going to your expert you trust or finding um when i say going to google i mean like looking up um resources, uh, gen general ones, sometimes from lawyers, sometimes from CRA. Um, you might have an expert you trust. If you don't, 
you know, I when I was looking for my accountant a few years ago for my new business, uh, I went I went to um, the association ultimately, and ended up finding somebody with a very familiar last name who was living very close to me and I called him up and it turns out we're actually related. <laughs> so my accountant um, is now this this person who lives in my neighborhood and is, you know, an extended family member. But the really cool thing is there, you know, there are organizations that protect the the quality and ethics and in the profession and you you don't have to start from scratch and you don't have to just take uh, whoever the highest bidder was for Google Ads you can actually go to the uh, the associations and and find somebody um, based on someone in good standing with their association um, so great resources uh, and easy to access which I love how about advice is there is there particular advice that you have um, and I, I don't know if it would differ for like uh, owner operators versus payroll administrators, but what advice might you share? Hmm. Um, I I think one of the biggest things that, uh, and this is just kind of general advice, be prepared for changes because who knows what is coming. So we know some of the legislative changes, we know the tax table changes that are happening. What we, you know, we don't know if they're gonna have a new wage subsidy. We don't know if um, they're going to extend the current wage subsidy through next year, which has been talked about, but I don't believe has been approved yet. Um, be ready for a change and have confidence in the service provider that you've chosen to kind of roll with those changes and, and communicate with you. I think that's one of the biggest things that um, people really had to learn to do really well this year is communicate effectively mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Hey, we're working on this report for you. Sit tight, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, but you know, have a good relationship sure. with whoever you're yeah. working with to do that. Yeah. Um, I no mentioned information can make you stir crazy, right? Like just because it, it feels like nothing's happening. So no, that's totally fair. Yeah. Or you think things are happening and they're not, <laughs> you know, that, that could be the play. You talk about going down a rabbit hole, yeah. you know, you know, what if they're doing this? What if they're doing that? What if they're ignoring me? No communication yeah. can, can send some people. Assume you know, nothing. Yes. Yeah. But it can't it can, like make people think bad thoughts instead of, yes. you know, so, um, you know, communication is key talk to them what are you guys doing what are you what's the plan uh we get tons of people asking us you know there's some t4 changes that are happening because of 2020 are yeah. we and it's interestingly only the accountants that are asking us this um we have you know tons of accounting clients and they are say, are you guys making the changes or do we need to prepare for that and nope we're making the changes um and so we, you know, you and I have started talking about making those announcements out mm -hmm. so that people don't have to ask us. But if you don't, you know, if you if you don't know, ask. Um, be prepared also to explain why those tax tables have changed. Um, and again, it's really simple. Why is my pay different? I'm making the same amount. Last year I was making 50,000. This year I'm making 50,000, but my net pay is different, yeah. you know? Be prepared to talk about some of the changes to your pay tax tables, um, particularly at the end of the year. If you make more than the CPP and EI threshold, you max out. So you yeah. stop paying. So like those last couple of pays of the year could have a much higher net pay. And um, 
And so that can be, or depending on when you max out it, you know, but all of a sudden then it's January and you're like, wait a second, I thought I maxed out and no, Mm -hmm. you have to start paying those things again. Um, So just be ready to, to talk to them and answer those questions, encourage them to go and check it, take their payslip and go and check it against the, uh, the PDOC, which is the CRA payroll deductions online calculator. Mm -hmm. We'll compare. Um, depending on how uh, certain payroll service providers will um, set up their tax tables, there might be up to a $5 differential is what we say. Um, And that's because some payroll service providers use a straight number Mm -hmm. and do the, um, the algorithm using a straight number. And the PDOC uses a range of numbers. So you make between $1,000 and $1,086. And therefore, and they do the algorithm on the midpoint of that range, not actually on your real number. And so you might see a small differential, but at the end of the day, if it's within $5, then your employee can feel confident that the, the taxes that have been submitted for him are correct. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. How about, um, are there important dates? Anything that I need to be watching out for as a payroll administrator? Yeah. So these are a couple of, like, this is, I love this question because this is just, this is everything you need to know to get ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, first things first, um, make sure you know when your last payments for your employees are for the end of the year. Um, payroll is based on payment dates. So payroll year is based on payment date, never on work dates. So if you say, oh, my employees are semi-monthly and they work December 15th to the 31st and I'm going to pay them on January 3rd, that is a 2021 payment. And therefore, it'll go on 2021 tax forms. You want to make sure they get their full amount in 2020, plan accordingly. Yes. Um, um, (laughs) Next important date is uh it's probably the biggest misconception in payroll is that everything's based on work date nothing is based on work date except for the canada emergency wage subsidy (laughs) just to make things a little more complicated just to make things a little bit more exciting yeah (laughs) um t4s t4as rl1s um your due date for those is typically the last day of february each year um for the previous year, uh, this year, February 28th falls on a Sunday. So your due date is March 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your, if you owe money with your tax forms, you actually need to get it in with your regular remittance due date. So if I'm a monthly remitter and my remittances are due on the 15th of the month, my remittances for 2020, my final amounts that I owe are due on January 15th of 2021, just like normal. If my T4 say that I owe money and I didn't pay it, I'm probably going to see some fines. Mm. So Fines are so scary to me because I feel like uh, unless you live and breathe payroll, I feel like it's so easy to incur a fine and not realize the mistake you've made bef- you know, before, before the fine's already there. So this is why having some of those experts can help. Um, I know we do mm-hmm. some cool things for people. We run peer reports for people um, where we, you know, take their data and match a, a peer report is a, 
um, a report that you might get from CRA if your CPP or EI is off. Mm -hmm. And so we will take their data and we will ask some questions and we will run their data the that CRA will run it. And just, you know, let's get, a, let's get ahead of this. Yeah. Hey, you're going yeah. to owe money. And, mm -hmm. and here's the employees that are going to be stuck. We'll show you how to fix it. Get the money in, you know, and get it to CRA before year end. Because at year end, when they get your T4s, that's when they're going to run those. Yes. And so it's all right by then. They, they it, it turns out fine. Because when yeah. they run their report, they don't see any differential. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, make sure that talking to your your service provider and making sure that you're doing things the right way. Mm -hmm, That's, mm -hmm. That really, it, it, will, it will mitigate, you know, a lot of mistakes. I would, I would say, you know, sometimes it seems like a lot when it's coming at you during the year um, mm -hmm. or, you know, at the beginning of the year, people, why don't my T4s add up? And sometimes it would, seems like there's so many. And then we actually like take a step back and we look at it and it's less than 1% of our clients mm -hmm. that really have trouble. And, you know, the biggest mistake is that people go in and they change numbers. It's like, well, of course they don't add up because you change stuff. Yeah. Um, so hmm. um, I, I know I would make that if I made that mistake intentionally, I wouldn't realize the implications. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We give you a little warning, but, you know, we, we've discovered that a lot of people don't like to read. So. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people just hit OK. We're so used to so many fake warnings that you just hit OK and it goes away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's so, you know, it's so true. Um. One last date for you, um, okay. just for anybody that's interested, this is not necessarily employer related, but could be, um, you know, remind your employees about RRSP and TFSA deadlines. Um, maybe they got, care. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they got a great new job this year because all of a sudden they're helping you build your website out or, you know, you've got such an influx of calls that, that you need more help, um, remind them that this is a great time to put some money into their RRSP versus TFSA. Um, TFSA deadline is December 31st. And if, um, and the, the max contribution room is 69,500. So if you have not put in 69,500, you can really actually put it in at any time, um, up to 69,500 as of December 31st. Um, so you can add more than the yearly contribution limit uh, if you haven't used, if you have unused amounts from previous years. And then RRSP deadlines um, are March 1st. 2021 as well. So that's the last time that you can get stuff into your RRSP that'll account towards your 2020 taxes. Okay, awesome. Wow, some really, really good stuff there. Um, that serves businesses and people, which I really, really love. So, okay, we've covered a ton of content. Um, we're and we're coming up on our time here. I want to I want to check in though. Is there anything that you would add to this to this talk today? Um, that we haven't covered, um, or maybe something that you really want to underscore, something that if, if, every, if everyone walked away from this podcast remembering one thing, what would be that take-home message? Um, um, I am going to say the take-home message would be to, you know, understand what your needs are and mm -hmm. to find a program that meets those needs um, or a service or a provider or whatever it is that your needs are, find something that meets those because 
um, you know, I, you can tell I really love payroll, but um, <laughs> not everybody does, and it's yeah. not their thing. But um, one of the things that I love so much is talking to so many small business owners, and they love what they do. They're so excited about what they do. Mm -hmm. So why are they wasting time doing yeah. spreadsheets and you know using programs that don't work for them? If you want to keep doing what you do and loving what you do, then find mm -hmm. the programs that do what they need to do for you mm -hmm. so that you can get it back to doing what you need to do. And like my last little thought on that is kind of you get what you pay for. And, um, you know, to keep that in mind, weigh the value of what you're getting out of it versus what you're paying. Mm -hmm. um, because if it takes you an hour or two hours every week to, you know, manage your payroll on a spreadsheet and you're not willing to pay for a paid plan for it, mm -hmm. why is your time not worth that? Um, and so like really weigh it again, as a small business owner, weigh the value of your time, what you're going to get out of it versus what your needs are and make sure, and you know, pick the one that's going to balance those two nicely. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there a particular reason why people change payroll companies is now a good time? Um, you know, just kind of thinking of preparing for 2021 payroll specifically, you know, it is now a time of change. Yeah, uh, typically with um, with most payroll service providers, if somebody's looking for a change, the change typically happens around year end. Now, there are certainly ways that you can move all throughout the year, but we do see a lot more turnover at year end, um, people coming in. And I would say, you know, one of the biggest things people are looking for is better support um, and 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 better options, you know, consolidated services. Um, so, um, you know, it's the reason they do it is because of that payroll year. Yeah. Payroll year ends on December 31st every year. And so it's nice to have a clean break. Okay. This one's going to do my T4s for this year. And now we move into the new year, new place. We don't have to put in ex any extra information. We yeah. just put in our employees and, and we start fresh. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds really nice to me. I like things tied in a bow, uh, and knowing that I don't have to go back into the old software. Uh, one of the one of the fears that I have when I make a transition from one piece of software to another is uh, I don't want to stop paying for it, lose access to data, or stop paying for it. Um, and maybe the data is still there, but I have to pay again to access it again, um, or or I just keep the darn subscription going because as an insurance, right? So I think um, for me, I'd probably be one of those people that would switch, you know, at, at that new year mark. Um, yeah. So interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I, I get that. I get that, that human behavior <laughs> wanting yeah. to switch now. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you still might need those records, um, mm -hmm. even if, you know, from the old service provider, get them. Yes. Get them, download them, have them on, you know, your, your computer should be backed up at a cloud cloud location right now anyway. Yeah. And, you know, print a copy. Yes. That way, yeah. if CRA ever comes asking, because uh, we'll see what the audits look like next year. Well, that, that will definitely be interesting. Okay, so if people, you've been super helpful. Um, if people want your help, can they, can they get your help, uh, listeners today? 
Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't talk to a lot of clients these days. Um, I'm, I do a lot of process work and, um, but I have an amazing team and we have an amazing sales team. And, um, if somebody does need to talk to me, it will get to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, ultimately if, you know, if we have current users who are looking for some help, by all means, please reach out to us. Um, if new users just want to, you know, have an amazing experience, we, we've got you. Um, you know, call our sales team or send us an email, sales at paymentevolution.com or support us at support at paymentevolution.com. And we're like, we love working with people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We definitely do. Um, and uh, oh, I guess I want to share a few closing thoughts. One of the things I don't think, I don't know if it, we've said it today, but, um, you know, preparing for 2021 payroll as, as both, uh, you know, somebody who processes payroll and as an employee receiving, um, payroll, if you are currently not paperless in your payroll process, that is a big enough reason for me to to say you should consider your options um, we are living in a global pandemic and nobody wants to touch your dirty checks <laughs> and nobody wants your paper pay slips so um, go paperless it is really easy uh, payment evolution is a 100 cloud payroll provider it, it is super accessible affordable um, and and at the most basic level we just don't want to touch stuff right now you know, so let, let's, uh, I think that's a really simple and important critical reason to, to consider this podcast and, and your current payroll situation really seriously. So yeah, that's my germophobic. Uh. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. I don't want to touch anything either. And yeah, um, yeah I, I, I actually wanted to, we had a huge influx of people signing up for our ePay service because they're like, I can't give my employees checks because I'm not seeing them because we're in lockdown and how else can I pay them? And we gave them an alternate solution and they haven't gone back. Um, and ePay is direct deposit, correct? Correct. So it's all it's all of our uh, electronic payment services, um, direct deposit, remittance, business payments. If, um, if the plan that you have integrates with a, a business payment service. Um, so it's... Um, you know, any type of money movement, we call that ePay. Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, I appreciate that distinction. I always want to, I don't want to assume because even sometimes when I get it, um, I could be wrong that others are, are in the same headspace and, uh, and time and all of that, uh, same time as me. All right. So I want to thank Andrea Morgan. Thank you so much for your yeah. time. <laughs> thank you for your expertise. Um, and I want to thank all of you for listening. I hope this has this podcast has helped you prepare for 2021 um, for for setting up your payroll, both in terms of being on the right side of the law and also in terms of prepping your staff to understand what's changed, what's coming down the pipe, what can they expect? Um, the only way to be let down is if you have expectations that are out of alignment with reality. So, so this is this is the time. The time is now to make sure that those expectations are clear for everyone. Um, you can tweet us at any time. You can find us online at at payevo. That's at symbol P A Y E V O. 
and tweet us your comments, feedback, uh, your love, your hate, whatever you got for us, we'll take it. And definitely let us know what topics you want us to cover next. We're here to serve you. We're here to help you. We are very passionate about supporting Canadian businesses, especially in, in the world that we're living today. We've got your back. So uh, happy to have you again. This is Juliana and Andrea for the Payevo podcast. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. Have Bye. a great day. Thanks for listening to the Payevo podcast. If you are looking for better payroll, human resources, benefits, and more for your small business, be sure to visit paymentevolution.com. Don't forget to subscribe and tweet us at Payevo with requests and ideas for future episodes. We'll catch you next time on the Payevo podcast.